If green is your favorite color or your way of living, then Grounded is the place for you. From big environmental solutions to your own backyard, wherever in the universe you may be, join me, Melanie Walker, on a journey to a cleaner, greener life. Grounded, your window on the environment. And a very warm welcome to it. Yes, and it is still warm. Everybody, even, well, even a month ago, you know, in February, people were saying, oh, no, autumn's coming. The weather's are getting colder. And I'm sitting here thinking, are you completely out of your mind? It is still so hot. <laughs> and to come and tell us what we should be thinking about when we're going forward into what should be cooler weather coming up uh, through autumn Carrie Goodwin from Life is a Garden. Thank so you. good to see your lovely smiley face. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. What have you been doing this last month? I have actually been digging up my garden. It's very, very rewarding to start from scratch. I've got two new flower beds and the soil that I had previously was terrible, sandy. Mm. Not, I, actually, I couldn't put a spade in it. I wanted to try and plant a tree and I only got 20 centimeters deep by myself. And then I thought, oh, I need some manpower. <laughs> so I had to call for reinforcement to come and help me. And now they've dug really wonderful trenches mm -hmm. that I'm going to start. I'm so excited. I'm starting from scratch. I'm putting in my bakashi and any of my food scraps that I've got at the bottom. I'm going to put down some broken sticks as well. I feel like I'm make, baking a cake and I'm going to layer it with compost and different types of soil and Oh, I can't wait because then I just know my plants are going to grow really, really well. I'm going to have lots of earthworms, which means lots of birds. And yeah, me and my cats are going to really enjoy that. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it is, it is the time when you should be starting to think about maintenance and, mm. you know, getting things ready for maybe winter planting, yeah. for planting up trees, all that stuff. So we're going to talk about all of those things today. Yes. And it's also to me, it's still warm enough that you would want to be feeding and giving your plants that last boost to really strengthen them for when winter comes. Mm. You know, because if you start only doing it late April, the temperature's already changing and then they're not growing as much as they are growing now. And so they're not absorbing the nutrients as much and it feels a little bit of a waste. Whereas if you can give them a, a really good boost now, feed them, you know, just really enjoy them. I love autumn. It's one of my favorite seasons all year <laughs> round. <laughs> well, one thing I want, well, three things I'm going to say, three things you must not do right now. Okay. Number one, it is too hot to plant bulbs, your winter bulbs. Definitely. You've got to wait until it is cold enough that you can barely keep your ass on the floor <laughs> when you put it there. It's got to be really cold. Okay. Yeah. The daytime temperatures are too hot. The nighttime temperatures are too hot at the moment as well. So don't plant mm -hmm. out any winter bulbs. bulbs no, Done. Absolutely. Second thing, you can prepare your sweet pea beds, but yes. don't plant the sweet peas out for the same reason. It is still too warm. Yeah. Okay. So that would only happen towards the end of April. Mm. Okay. So we're yeah. looking at bulbs, second week of May, as far as I'm concerned. Sweet peas, end of April. Yes. And the third thing is, is if one more person turns around and says, when should I pull out my alisum, my begonias, my fahis or whatever? I'm like, when they're dead. Yes. Okay. Why do you want to go and pull out all the plants that are still doing well? I think that's the scary thing is we in such a rush to get ready for the next thing that we're not actually enjoying the moment. And gardening is all about patience. And I say that 
with capital letters, patience, and enjoying what it is. Actually, we've just celebrated World Pick a Flower Day. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, how many people have gone out into their garden and maybe picked a Cleome or picked some of the, even little things like your, you know, the Angelonias are looking mm. amazing mm. at the moment. It's just a sea of colors. Your, like you said, your begonias, your impatience, everything's looking so good. Why would you want to go and pull it out and have green plants there for three months before they start flowering again? Just enjoy the summer plants because now is our true, you know, summer as you said we, mm. we're still very very warm we still have temperatures of over 30 degrees so the summer plants are the ones that are thriving don't go and put in the winter ones just yet because they they're going to battle and you're going to have to give them a little bit of extra water a little bit of extra tlc just maybe slow down and enjoy what your garden is showing you what is available yeah stay with the summer mindset mm. i'll let you know when it's time okay yes. that's when yeah. i bring out my winter wardrobe okay but not before then yeah. <laughs> i think that's a good rule if i'm to go by yeah. the, but the one thing that i can see and it's always interesting for me what's doing really nicely now when we talk about summer and winter is the veggies because i always think of when you're going to winter you have all those and i even said it to a customer the other day and he looked at me like i was crazy those terrible tasting leafy greens you know, so it's the ideal time to be planting your broccoli and your cabbages and th- those ones and your um, Chinese, um, Chinese greens, beans, tri- yeah. yeah, no, so tatsoi and mitsu. And, but then it's at the same time, our lettuces are mm. beautiful now. So again, it's enjoy the lettuces and the summer salads that you could still be making with the tomatoes that you're harvesting and, oh, the chili plants. Have you seen how lovely the chili plants are looking? Oh, yeah. No, I have. I'm sure you know. I got given a while back um, by Living Seeds. Sean gave me one of the uh, sundew peppers. And we're talking about three or four years ago. And it was a tiny little plant. And this thing, I keep cutting it back because it becomes like this behemoth. Okay, It's about one <laughs> and a half meters tall. It's almost as big as me. And it fruits like you cannot believe. So I cut it back again now in winter along with the mm. lemongrass. I have now pickled two huge jars of these sundew peppers. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and it is still pushing out fruit like you can't believe. Yeah. It is one of the most rewarding, and it is a pepper. Mm, but it's a sweet one. Yeah, it, uh, well, sweet, tangy. It's a tangy, tangy one. It, it has a bit of a bite. So mm. you've got to be careful of it. But yeah, all of my, my habaneros and my jalapenos and the, all of them are going absolutely moggy. My cayenne peppers as well. I love those because I grind them down and use that. I love cayenne pepper. It's good for everything. But the I'm peppers are, are fantastic. But yeah. I think also, once again, saying to people, if it isn't in the garden centers or the nurseries for you to buy, you can't have it. Yeah, don't don't yeah, don't worry about it. It's obviously not needed at this time. The garden centers are really good at trying to give you the right information at the right time or the right plants and products at the right time because we actually want you to have success. We yes. want you to fall in love with gardening and it becomes a lifelong passion for you. We don't want you to plant something and then it dies and you think, Well, oh, that was a waste of money. I'm never gonna do that again. Mm. You know, I think I want everybody to fall in love with gardening because it's one of the best hobbies you can ever do. I mean, I can see sometimes for me when I haven't quite got my 10,000 steps for the day, then I go out in the garden at night and I'm either going with my spade or I'm going with my hose pipe, which not always the best thing to water at night. But I'm actually just walking up and down the garden and mm. I'm smelling the flowers and I'm just loving it. Mm. And that's what we want everybody to do. And I mean, you know, now I think kids are sort of back at school, but half some, not all the days. And 
also get them out into the garden. You know, the kids' activities that Life as a Garden has got on their website at the moment are so exciting because they've got the autumn leaves. Yeah. So it, it is the leaves are slowly going to start changing soon, which our plants also tell us the seasons. Yes. You know, so sometimes it's better to look out to nature and see what's actually happening in nature than trying to predict for yourself. And so you could go and collect the autumn leaves and then Life as a Garden's activities, you collect the different ones that are the same colors, so all the yellow ones and all the burgundy ones. Mm. And then you put them together and you mix some rubbing alcohol or surgical spirits into a cup. If we don't go into a hard lockdown and then they stop selling alcohol again. <laughs> <laughs> <Too true. laughs> Please let that not happen. <laughs> I don't think we could cope with another one oh, again. No, no. <laughs> and then once you put them in the cup, you can put some filter coffee and you'll actually see the color leaving the leaves. And you mean going, a filter, a coffee filter. A coffee filter, yes, yeah, sorry, yeah. the paper. And then you would see the color leaving the um, the leaves mm -hmm. and then disappearing into the water. So they'll change the color of the water. And then slowly it will be absorbed and almost turn the filter into what the color of the leaf was. And I think that's amazing for kids to be able to see how the leaf had color. And then you add some alcohol and then the color can disappear. So the chlorophyll, you know, that's a big yes. word for kids. But they could learn a big word like that. I remember when we were young, we learned the word circinating for a fern. We were busy work, walking in... Um, circinating. Circinating. So when the new frond leaf of a fern opens up, it's called the fern is circinating. And it's such a lovely word over your tongue. <laughs> I remember, and I think my mom taught it to us when we were about six years old, but we were walking in, in Natal and she said, this is a word that you have to learn. And so sometimes kids aspire to learn, you know, have a good vocabulary and learn something completely foreign to yeah. them. <laughs> I've just learned something new myself. I didn't know about circinating ferns. That sounds yeah. very sassy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I can't wait until, I mean, I did see some leaves falling in my back garden uh, mm. of trees and I'm, I'm actually waiting. I've got my heteropexis, which I love because the leaves are just the best smelling leaves in the world ever, as far as I'm concerned, even better than any of the pelagoniums, the center pelagonium. But oh, okay. I'm waiting for them to t change. They go like a, almost a, rosy pinky ready kind of color the leaves yeah. which are absolutely stunning so i love it that time of year hasn't started yet no We're no not in autumn still bright green yes and i'm so glad you said that because i got a pair of heteropixis in a bag that i took home and i can't decide if i wanted to plant it in my garden or not oh please no do. i'm going to plant it it was a toss-up between that and an indigophora I think I might have to find space both. for both. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the indigofera for me as well, also beautiful. It's such yeah. a beautiful, beautiful plant. And it is a really nice time to start thinking about what you want to plant in your garden. Mm. Different, you know, trees are great. Fruit trees, if you're thinking about what you want to harvest next year in spring and summer, you know, it's a wonderful time to start planting your fruit trees. Mm. But as I say, even deciduous trees are so quite, any trees are really, it's a lovely time to plant in your garden. The one thing that I'm just trying to think with the, oh, with the lemon. Lemon trees are also because I was about to say lemon <laughs> trees are one of the biggest questions that you get in the gardening industry. Like I have a lemon tree and there's this problem. Literally, mm. I have to say this and I have found it to be the best resource. If you go and you all you do is you Google lemon tree care lifestyle. <laughs> they Excellent. have the perfect pamphlet there. It tells you what to do, when to do it, what the problem could be, how you keep your plant like really healthy. Mm. So any questions I ever get about lemon trees, I direct them straight to that web page. Yeah. It is fantastic. And oh, instead I'm of excited like, to go and read it myself. It's it's a really great resource for yeah. any citrus as well. And um don't forget of course, I mean I've got somebody who I seem to go around advising people on their lemon trees now. 
I get a phone call. I've got a problem with my lemon tree. Could you come and have a look? And Shane, they had termites in it <gasps> and a borer, but not not shot hole borer. It was oh, a much bigger borer. Oh my goodness! Um, so they had to cut the tree in half. And I'm like, no, actually, what you're going to have to do now is you're going to have to actually put something in there to hold it up. It's yeah. in a very small space. The tree was looking as healthy as anything. Didn't have any sooty mold. Didn't have aphids. Wow. But ants at the bottom, obviously coming from the termites. Yeah. And it's a really old tree. And unfortunately, you know, they're fond of it. They bought the house. She says, <laughs> because, <laughs> because, of the tree. Uh, because of the tree. And you can, you get so attached to the trees that mm. when they kind of break or fall over or get sick, you, you want to look after them. And yeah. lemon trees are the one that people are really very particularly emotional about, I think. Yeah. A, yeah. And I think also because they're very, very rewarding. Mm. You know, a lemon tree generally, it flu- fruits every year. If you have a lemon eureka, you know, that fruits all year round. It doesn't mm. even fruit only in the winter. And so, and then you still have the beautiful fragrance of the flower. I mean, mm. to me, there's nothing better than a citrus fragrance flower. And because there's so much you can do with your lemons. I mean, when we're talking about being gardening and being Mampur. healthy, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of lemon juice and, you know, lemon and ginger in the morning with your hot water. <laughs> All that healthy stuff that normal. Limoncello. <laughs> Lemon curd, lemon. You can make lemon meringue pie. All these delicious things. I'm buying a still. So. <laughs> I'm going to make. I'm going to make lots and lots of lemon mampur. Yeah. So I think lemon tree is really, really lovely. And actually, it's um, apart from being a wonderful tree, it also makes a really nice gift. We have a lot of customers mm. who will give a lemon tree or a lime tree as a gift to someone because they come in small, you know, small, medium and large. So you can choose the size of the one you want. Mm. But even the small ones will often, you know, fruit at a young age. You can buy a five liter lemon tree and it will fruit within that season. Really? Mine yes. didn't. It took years. <laughs> really? No, yeah. no, they should, they should start fruiting quite soon. But on limes, by the way, they, mm. they do need a bit more protection than the lemon trees do. Your lime trees need to be underneath something during winter or you need to wrap it up because they really don't deal with the very bitter cold. Well, I think that's where the lemon trees now, you know, you actually want to look for the newer varieties because mm. they've been adapted and bred to be cold. So I talk about lemon eureka, but that one, because it fruits all year round. But then we have the lemon limonaria, mm. which is specifically bred for the high felt regions with the colder weather that we have in winter in mind. So it can tolerate it compared to the older varieties that we have. You know, like we we still do get, and it's still actually quite a popular one, is lemon roughskin. Yeah, the Cape roughskin. Which skin, is yeah. the really hard one. But um, And I think that always to me forms a really, I love the fruit, that the, it's so gnarled and interesting, mm. you know. but And that's also still pretty tough. But then if you've got your Mary Eye, it's very difficult to find Mary Eye lemons up in Gauteng anymore. But I think it's because they don't tolerate the cold as nicely. And so they probably you find them more in Natal and down in the Western mm. Cape, in those Eastern Cape regions. Also, again, when you're going to your garden centers, they will give you the advice of what to grow in that's specific for our area and adapted to where you're living. Um, I was talking to somebody, when, you know, when you shop online, mm. and it's lovely to be able to shop online. And I think, you know, even with the nurseries now, a lot of them are online. But there's also something special because the garden centers are places where you go and you meet people and you can find out a lot of information about your garden. So I don't think, you know, people mustn't be scared to go into a garden center and ask for help 
because people with who are working within the garden center they just want to share that information mm. with you and so i always get sad when we buy stuff online especially from a nursery i'm thinking it's great if you buy in seeds and compost and stuff but if you want real advice go and speak to the person who's grown it or who's actually knows what's going on and can tell you oh i've seen this in the nursery and it's been here for six months and this is what it does and how it changes on the season which is sometimes you can't always get that information off an online site, you know, even when yeah. you try in the chats. But maybe you do sometimes, but it, I think it's harder. And our garden centers are open outdoor spaces, so it's a really lovely place it's to safe. go. And, yes. Just don't touch know. anything. <laughs> except except the, the plants. Yeah, I was going to say, except <laughs> the plants. You can smell the roses. <gasps> and the roses. Oh, my goodness me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that last blush of flush of mm beauty that's happening i mean i i'm always blown away whenever i see roses going completely mad I, yeah. it's one of my favorites unfortunately one of the things that don't last long enough for me and i know they do last most of the summer is the pride of india and i love when, at that time in the year when they're all flowering yeah. and there's this one specific area in parkhurst at the bottom of the dirt road okay <laughs> where <laughs> they have literally they've got 16 <laughs> wow. of them planted on their verge yeah. in a square and it, and underplanted just with with um, ornamental grasses. <gasps> it is absolutely so beautiful to see that. And I mean, they're mm. quite, they're planted closely. We're yeah. talking in a space of maybe four by four meters, and they've got sixteen wow. of them in there. Maybe yeah. a little bit bigger than that. But I'm yeah. telling you, it is one of the most amazing things. And if anybody ever says to me, "I want to plant in a tree which is pretty in flowers and it has summer," and like, I'm always going to say, "Go for the pride of India because the bark is the best thing about it." Yeah. And I mean, yeah, because that's what you're going to see in the winter. Yeah. When you have that, I remember when we grew up at, at Brudestrom, Skilport Law School. Yes. They have them outside the law school as well. Yeah. And I always think it's so beautiful when you drive past there. And I hope all those kids appreciate how beautiful their school looks with all these, yeah, Pride of India's outside of the different colors. It's gorgeous. Absolutely. So even now, if you were thinking of planting, you know, it might not still be flowering, but they lovely plant to plant. You're going to enjoy the bark now because it almost looks like it's it's got those different shades of grey mm. and peeling. Almost 50 like fifty shades of grey. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a sexy tree that one. <laughs> yeah. I was going to go almost like the leopard tree yeah. with it, but the bark doesn't actually peel off as much. And then um, you know, next year when it comes into full summer, you'll have the beautiful flowers again. And you, I think, if you don't know it, you'll be pleasantly surprised at how the blossoms are tight little blossoms, but just beautiful shades of pinks and purples. So it is also a very rewarding tree to have mm. in your garden. Oh, the choice is endless, actually. <laughs> but this is the thing, you know, you often get people saying, look, I've got this space and I want to do this and I want to do that. And and you're sitting there and going, you know, I, I could give you at least 100 different mm. ideas, but it all boils down to what do you like? Yeah. Because I can, as a designer, say, right, you could do this and do that, but I mean, you may not be into that particular style. I'm always going to design for my style. Yeah. So, and it's difficult to give people the idea unless you get an idea of what their actual personal style is yes. and what they really like. Yeah. So you say, well, I can suggest this and then they'll come back about, what about that? And then you know where they're going from. Yeah. So it is one of those things. Don't let yourself be bullied into a designer's ideas a lot of the time. Yeah. Find out what you like. Yeah. And then go and speak to somebody about whether it is actually practicable or not and how to do it. Yeah. And I think that also comes to by exploring your suburbs. So, you know, walking around, seeing what people have on their pavements. It's difficult to look into people's oh, gardens come on, no, now. Park, park is just, just <laughs> ivy, iceberg roses and uh, silver birches. So don't go walk around Parkhurst. No, I'm joking. But, there are some fantastic pavements but there out there. Are, I mean, I, the other day I saw in somebody's garden was the moon because I was walking and I – 
actually I smelt it first mm. and I felt, smelt this beautiful fragrance and I'm thinking what on earth is that and then there was this massive moonflower mm. um, an orange one and so like I was trying to be upside down underneath it trying to take photos of these flowers in the you know because it was just it was dusk and the colors were all beautiful and I thought if the owner had to see me now I think they would wonder what on earth was going on but it was a beautiful beautiful plant be, please be careful when you are planting plants especially if you have pets and young kids mm. some of the plants are poisonous and so the moonflower, it, as I say, beautiful, fragrant, but it is a poisonous plant. So maybe it's not ideal that you put it in your front yard where your kids and good dogs and everything mm. are playing. And so I just, it is something to be aware of because we, we did have a customer who came in the other day, Shame, and her dog had had to be taken to the vet. From moonflower? Not from moonflower. She didn't know what it was from. Psychos? But she thought it was, no, she brought us in a, uh, it would look like a fig actually. And she thought maybe her dog had eaten the fig. And we said, no, if it had eaten this plant, it wouldn't have caused the problems was that you're like having problems. No, it, it was they're fruiting the at the moment. Yeah, it was very interesting. And I thought, you know, um, I saw the other morning, one of my cats was trying to play with my spathiphyllum. And I love spathiphyllum, but they're normally high enough that the cats can't get to them. Mm. And then I was like, no, no, don't play with that plant. That is not for you to play with. You know, because I know she, she might like it, but it's also slightly toxic to pets. Well, St. So, Joseph lilies for babies as well. You know, yeah. I found that out very, very quickly. <laughs> um, and then, but people will say, I mean, sometimes you get different. Um, that's why I never ever go onto the internet unless you're going to a trusted source. Because some people, like we asked, somebody was saying, are hyacinths poisonous to pets, dogs and cats? The hyacinth itself, yes, but not muscari. The grape yes. hyacinth, oh, yes, yes, yeah. but but it's mainly the bulbs. So unless you have a digging cat, he's going to dig up the bulb and eat it. You you, you should be okay mm-hmm. planting those. For instance, yeah. so it's also depending on what part of the plant. If it's for dogs, yes. yeah, they can dig it up and eat it. But I don't think a cat's going to do that. No, exactly. And I mean for the hyacinths, oh, my favorite thing to do in the winter, and I already checked that the hyacinths are going to be available this year, is to put them in a vase. You know, you put mm. them in a vase in water, and then you get to see the roots grow. And to me. I, I never I plant my muscari outside, mm-hmm. but I always plant my hyacinths inside in a bulb, and then I have that lovely fragrance again in the house. Explain Some the people, difference between the two. Most people don't know the difference. Oh my goodness! Okay. <laughs> in layman's terms, yes. <laughs> the to me, the hyacinth is the it's got a bigger bulb, mm-hmm. and you plant it with stones or rocks in the pebble, and it's got um, much bigger flowers. I wouldn't have even thought they were comparable. Whereas my muscari is a tiny little bulb, mm-hmm. and it's got the most beautiful beautiful little blue flowers that are i want to say half the size of your fingernail but they form little like upside down grapes mm. oh and they're yeah, gorgeous that's why it's called the grape hyacinth yes yeah so um and that one for me is so rewarding because it comes up again year after year after year so i planted it one year just testing different bulbs to see what grew and that's my actually my favorite thing about bulbs is, is that, that they, they just come back i know and you look in your garden and you're like oh I didn't even know I'd planted that. I had to put my entire garden revamp on hold because I suddenly thought, hang on a second, I can't do this now because the bulbs are all going to start coming out soon. Yeah. And I hadn't, I can't remember where I planted them. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, with, when we were talking earlier about rushing the season, mm. the um, summer planted bulbs, so the dahlias. <gasps> oh, my gosh, my dahlias are looking amazing at the moment. I have yes. these huge ones. They're about two meters tall, and there's like about ten big spidery like heads in bright oh, orange stunning. and it is just unbelievably cool man yeah. <laughs> no, and i think that's what they are we've got a beautiful like you said orange we've got a beautiful bright yellow one mm. at the nursery that's looking incredible and then Hadeka generally donated some little pink ones to us 
and they're like a dusky rosy pink and they're just popping out in amongst the other um you know impatience in the flower beds and things so they're actually looking really stunning oh, no, I'm my, thinking, my one favorite wow. friend i float around in her pool and the one bed is just filled up with dahlias and it's been like that for like the last month but they just keep coming back in every color and every size and yeah. every shape you can imagine it is we have fights though over what if it's <laughs> if it's pink or if it's apricot so we've decided everything's just going to be called trout <laughs> Stunning. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Makes me think of healthiness again. <laughs> yeah, no, David, you cannot cover a trout in chocolate, okay? <laughs> you, no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really weird. Yeah, but it comes back to now if you, March is a month for maintenance and mm. for planning. Mm. So go and look at your garden. Is there somewhere wonderful that you could plant bulbs? You know, another thing that I love planting in autumn is all the um, Namaquilan daisy seeds, your Virginian stocks. Mm. It's actually a really nice time to do that bulk seed planting I find sometimes in summer the bulk seed planting is many cosmos yes and I always think well that's growing in amongst the felt and I don't know if I would want to put that in my garden but the Virginian stocks and the Namaquilan daisies now for autumn and then they're going to be flowering well into spring <gasps> what a beautiful sight they're yeah. going to be yeah and so. by the way we've got I see you've got a little bunny sitting there and of course Easter oh, yeah. is coming up yes and I was sitting there and thinking you know uh, for for those of us who are not chocolate eaters, this won't work for you. <laughs> no. Okay, I'm sitting there and thinking you could you could set up a treasure hunt because you know me and treasure hunts. Mm. I love treasure hunt. Uh, set up a treasure hunt and instead of actually hiding out chocolates for the older people who might be running around, go and put out bulbs, daffodils, <gasps> narcissus. Can you imagine? Yes. And then you've got these because I mean daffodil obviously associated with spring, mm. but. Easter, just after Easter is going to be the time to plant them. So can you imagine yes. actually having like packets like of it. seeds or bulbs somewhere yeah. um, and really having that kind of bright spring Easter bunny thing happening? Yeah. And you can always, you could always paint the bulbs in some kind of non-toxic paint to make them look <laughs> like eggs. <laughs> I think that's a brilliant idea. I think when we were talking earlier in the year, because I've got a bit of a new garden, is the new term for a garden party. So mm -hmm. if you're not celebrating Easter, but you know how people are having reveal parties and when you have baby showers and those sort of things, then I thought, you know, you could have a garden party and people could all bring their spades <laughs> and actually help you garden. Oh, like the painting parties. Yeah, like yes. a painting party. I just thought it's such a nice idea. And I see more and more people, even who are coming into the garden centers, they're saying, you know, they're not really asking for gifts or looking for presents anymore. They want something that's useful that's going to bring the other people joy mm. so it could be seeds or maybe they're donating seeds to a school or they've got pet food and they're going to be donating that to a good cause and I thought you know, the reasons for celebrations are slowly changing and we're celebrating nature and we're celebrating each other's joy and what the plant or the gift that you might be giving might bring to the other person not actually the physical yeah. um, material gift all the time well, so Family I Day. I like nice. your idea, especially for Family Day. Imagine mm. getting the family around on Family Day to come and actually work in your garden with you. Yes. What a bonding experience that could be. Yeah. Well, we were just involved this morning in a project in Soweto, and I thought we were going to be teaching kids. And actually, it was a team-building project for adults. <laughs> so it was really quite fun. And mm. I think, you know, because we forget that getting your hands dirty and smelly and, you know, all the sweat and labor that goes into gardening it's actually a very rewarding experience. Mm. And so, yeah, and you can always treat them to the braai afterwards for the family day. And She's yeah. a miyama. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's the way to go. Right, what so, else is on your checklist for March and, and autumn? Oh, so we've spoken about the compost. Oh, um, you could also start those plants that are finished flowering. It's a nice time to start splitting. 
Yes, so uh, agapanthus and yes, we just uh, split wild our garlic. Lofias, they yeah. finish flowering, so we split some of those. And so it's also, again, when we're talking about parties and sharing, you know, it's a nice time to share your plants. And if you don't have plants to share, then you please come into the garden centre. And come but, and buy some. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but sharing plants is also a really lovely mm. thing. And, you know, one of the values I feel gardening teaches people. So apart from the patients is the joy of sharing things yeah. with other people. And again, uh, when we mentioned it earlier about leaving your plants for longer, is if you leave them for longer and enjoy them, then they'll go to seed. And then next year, like my primulas, I don't have to plant as many this year because I had quite a lot that self-seeded. And the plants are actually looking quite nice in the garden already. So it's, uh, yeah, they catch 22. Yeah, it depends on how obsessive-compulsive you are, I think. <laughs> I have none of As that. to whether you want a totally neat garden or you're quite happy to let things actually do what they would do naturally in nature. One can control a lot of stuff in life, but sometimes one shouldn't. Yeah. Areas of your garden should maybe not be controlled. Yes. I think that's our opportunity to learn from nature. But it is also, and we've mentioned it already, a really good time for harvesting. Mm. So they've said that. We've spoken about composting. It's a really good time to mulch. Yes. Well, it's always a good time to mulch. But I like mulching now going into March, April, because when you keep in the soil cooler yes. or when you want to plant your bulbs and your other seeds and that soon. Getting if rid of the, weeds. Yes, because my goodness, the weeds this year have oh, been quite have incredible. Been yeah. You know, I think because we've been blessed with so much wonderful rain, our gardens have been extra rewarding this year mm, compared mm. to years before where we had to water a lot. I mean, I think this is probably the first month that I've actually had to go outside and really water my garden. And um, <laughs> no, no, that doesn't happen in my household. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and because we've had so much rain, the plants are doing really great, but then so are the weeds. So mulch works really nicely for that. And then going into autumn and winter, it's nice to have a good thick layer of mulch because that will then keep the soil warmer in winter. Mm. So it, you know, it serves a dual purpose. In summer, it's going to keep the soil cooler. And now in winter, it's going to, when we go into winter, it's going to keep the soil cooler, uh, warmer. Warmer, so yeah. So a, a good layer of mulch is never going to do anybody any harm. And there's so many different types of mulch that you could use. Yes. So you've got your living mulches, you've got your bark chips, you've got your nuts, peanut shells, all sorts of things that you could use. Even um, hard landscaping like your pebbles mm. are also very, very good mulches to put on even on the top of pots to make it look quite decorative. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. So, Sometimes it needs just that little finishing touch. Mm, yeah. So uh, mulching is always a really good thing. Oh, I like talking about companion planting. Yes. So at the moment, a lot of the companions are looking really nice. So um, the yarrow, the comfrey in your garden, mm -hmm. my comfrey is busy flowering. I'm going to dig it into some of my flower beds now when it's finished flowering. Because as a it's green mulch. Yeah. As a green mulch. Um, so also look at those sort of things. You know, your marigolds within your veggie gardens. I know we've got our marigolds and our strawberries together. And they're working so well as a companion really? to keep the bugs away. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And you have this little red strawberry popping out in between the bright the orange. orange flowers. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually become one of my favorite color combinations at the moment, funnily enough, mainly because of all the dahlias that I was talking about at my mm -hmm. friend's house, that there's this bright pink and then the bright orange next to it. And I was standing at the bottom of the garden and looking up through this expanse of white, just seeing these colors. And I started thinking, my goodness, I feel like I'm in Southeast Asia. It feels like like a holiday oh yay <laughs> i like it yeah. yeah no i really do like the warm colors mm. you know so again if you're planning a lot of people do start putting warmer colors in their garden for winter because it encourages you to go outside and then in summer we go back to the cooler colors again and there's going to be such beautiful colors of the pansies and 
you know, when we start mm. talking, I think we have to save that for next month. But all the four P's. Yeah, the four the P's planting. and the B. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All those things that I like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so not me. Only things beginning with a C are worth eating. Cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Cochineal. <laughs> you know, I'm going to come up with cucumber. <laughs> cucumber I'm okay with. And carrots I'm okay with. But chocolate is the best. <laughs> okay. Have you started growing your own cocoa beans yet? <laughs> no. I tried, actually. But I mean, you can, you can try and grow coffee beans. I know there was a big yes. thing a couple of years ago where everybody wanted to grow their own coffee. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, it's really not the right place. No, no, I tried. Coffee. I was going to say, I tried to grow the coffee beans and um, it didn't work. No. Nope. <laughs> we really don't have that climate at all. No, nope. you need it's to be down dry. on the lower south coast of uh, KwaZulu-Natal. But you can Basically. be ever optimistic. Yes. I think it's sometimes nice to experiment. And that's why if you're looking for experiments, go onto the website. Life is a Garden has a joyous one to do with for the kids for Easter with radishes. And I know you don't normally associate kids and radishes together. No. <laughs> but it, they Although have, I remember as a child, my mom used to plant them and we used to pull them up and eat them. But then they gave me immense headaches. So I stopped eating really? them. Uh, so certain vegetables that, you know, you get migraines from oh, if you're that okay. way inclined. Mm. Radishes. Green pepper. Oh, okay. I just, they always make me think of my grandfather. So I quite love them. Mm. Um, but as a kid, I always remember thinking, oh my goodness, they're so spicy. Uh, if the, tart. Mm. I don't, yeah. Um, but in the Life as a Garden website, then they've got a lovely recipe where you cover them with sugar coat them. So almost like in making a toffee apple, except you make a, a toffee radish. I don't <laughs> think my children would go for that. <laughs> and I'm thinking that sounds delicious. I'm going to try that with my niece and nephew for Easter. Why not just do it with an apple? <laughs> What's wrong with you? No, because I haven't picked the apple off my own tree yet. So my apple tree is still very, very small and got a long way to go. But my radishes, I can plant and harvest within 20 odd days or so. I'm going to have lovely fresh radishes just in time for Easter. And then I'm going to coat them with candied sugar. Oh, God, it sounds <laughs> awful. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm going to eat them with my niece and nephew. <laughs> well, you enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, okay, and of course, if anybody needs any updates on what is on the checklist at Life is a Garden, just get onto the website. It's lifeisagarden.coza. Yes. Very easy. And we'll catch you again when we're going to start talking about winter prep. Yes, mm. for sure. Yeah. So what have you got planned for the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I am gardening. <laughs> and that's what I'm we so should excited. all be doing. We should yeah. all be gardening. And I think I'm going to be as well. So get out there. Have some fun. Get out into the garden with your kids, with your family. Enjoy what some people reckon is the last of the summer sun. And I think it's still a few months. To, well, not I months, maybe weeks to go. We still got a wee few yeah. weeks to go. A wee yeah. time to go. But above all, just remember to stay grounded. Thank yes. you and Thank bye-bye. You. You've been listening to another episode of Grounded from Solid Gold Studios in Johannesburg. For more green ideas and events, pop along to Mel's Treasures on Facebook.